Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Flow Space Podcast. I am Ashley and we're here at To Be Frank. Um, to Be Frank is this little neighborhood bar right at the end of Kennedy Town. Um, it's got, I mean, it's run by four guys that go back a long way. All of them are super awesome, super cool, and this whole place is like reeking of coolness. Um, <laughs> don't laugh at me, I'm doing my I introduction. Agree. I agree. <laughs> yeah. I'm here today with uh, my guest, Gregor Vand, uh, remote CEO, can I call you? Yeah, I guess and that's that's a big, big description. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, yeah. avid cyclist. Avid cyclist, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. nice. Thanks for coming. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome to be here. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like last week we were supposed to meet up, but yeah. um, Brian has to have a baby. Oh man, Brian. <laughs> Jeez, can you just wait it like one more day or something? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> when the water breaks, the water breaks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I mean, I wouldn't know, but yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it was funny because yeah. um, the day that uh, we were supposed to meet up, we actually ended up meeting up in our neighborhood. We were actually neighbors. That is very true. Yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah, and I was not expecting to see anyone that I knew at all. I think your face showed me that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, hi. She, like, she totally right. sort of remembered me, sort of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was not expecting to say hi to anyone. Yeah. But, um, you know, it was That's good. That's Shengwan. Yeah, yeah so, that's yeah. Shengwan. Yeah. Um, well, where do we start? I don't know. Where would you like to start? Uh, your surname. Yeah. Vaughn. Yeah. Where is, I know you're Scottish. Yeah. But is that a Scottish surname? It's not. No, it's I guess sort of Dutchy, Danish, mm. something, something in there. Gregor oh. is very Scottish though. That's yeah. And my middle name is actually Ian, which is like hyper Scottish. Yeah. So, yeah. Thinking more, yeah. the more that you say those two names, the more Scottish you will sound. Yeah. 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 And especially in Hong Kong, where you have to use your full name all the time, so I'm always Gregor Ian, which <laughs> I was never used to anywhere else. No. So, <laughs> so I feel really Scottish now. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Scotsman in Hong Kong. Yeah. And you've been here for. Yeah, on and off for about five years. Um, I did a lot of time between Norway and here. Uh, cool. My other half, she's Norwegian. So, nice. but we we met in Hong Kong, and being the remote thing that we do meant that I could actually go between the two places. Um, but Norway got a bit too cold, and I mm. said I need to move back to Hong Kong full time. Uh, <laughs> I need some warmth. I, I need, need the humidity. The cycling uh, in the winter, I need it. You know. So, yeah. uh, so, so yeah. So I've been back full-time for a year now which is which is awesome yeah. nice and loving it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um but i mean i'm not a cyclist mm -hmm. so what are the and you're a road cyclist as yes, well road cyclist, yeah. what, what are those routes and roads like here because yeah they're pretty crazy actually yeah. um you're basically going up or down uh not often flat so mm -hmm. i think that's the big difference about hong kong is that you basically have to be very good at, like we call it climbing, which is going up a hill basically. Mm -hmm. um, and me specifically, I'm very light for a male, um, which means I'm just naturally better at climbing maybe than some other people. Mm -hmm. So it's become like a really great place for me to be cycling essentially. Like mm -hmm. there's some insane uh, climbs, you know, we, we do it on like a percentage grade. So mm -hmm. it's like 5% uh, is if you think of maybe going up uh, the road to the peak, like mm -hmm. on the bus, that's about 5%. But if what? You, yeah. Five percent, but it's yeah. so steep to go over the hill. Oh, Old Peak Road is. Oh, Old Peak Road is like twenty percent, but oh, this is okay. like the driving road is like five. The yeah. one that winds up exactly. like this. Yeah. 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 Okay. But then you've got other climbs like Mount Butler and Mount Austin. They're like ten, fifteen percent, which are pretty tough. So yeah. So yeah, it's a pretty pretty awesome place to cycle. Yeah, I yeah. guess so. Yeah. 
Ah. So like on, yeah, you know, like every morning you can just get out, go up the peak, get an amazing view, go back down, start work. It's pretty, like there's nowhere else in the world I think that you can do such cool riding literally an hour before work, you know. It's, yeah, because yeah, yeah. everything in Hong Kong is kind of just like layered on top of each other. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. yeah, nice. Yeah. Is that, yeah. Uh, cycling, is that something you've done like since you were a kid? No, it's, uh, so I, I guess I picked it up. So I lived in New York before before basically moving to Hong Kong. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, so I was working from home uh, from, this is the second company, my current company. Um, and needed just some way to get out of the apartment every day. And we, we lived next to Central Park, which was pretty cool. Um, and every morning, all the teams are out in Central Park, like 6 a.m. doing their laps. Cool. And it was just, I remember like, seeing it and just thinking this is just so cool i need to i need to get involved so uh i bought a really cheap bike and then just started doing laps and then uh, i then started training with the team and then uh, oh, nice uh, what was yeah, it was yeah. what was it about the cyclist that was so cool are you like oh i love wearing lycra <laughs> <laughs> yes definitely that was, that was what drew me to it straight away so was, aerodynamic I, yeah it's just like men in tight clothes i need more of that yeah. um it was something about, I think it's just like, there's something about the, the speed and especially um, getting a bit technical, but when you have carbon wheels, there's this kind of wind sound that just sounds amazing mm. when all the cyclists are like whooshing past. Mm. And the fact that you're, you know, you're in a formation and it's very team-based. I think people mm. maybe forget that, that cycling is so team-based mm. that you actually can feel part of a team very easily, but you can also do it very easily like on your own. Mm. Um, so I think, like, I think there's that nice, piece about cycling like if there's a day you're just not feeling very social just go out on your own if you want to train with the team and be super social go with the team you know so I think that's what's cool about it um and yeah I mean I, I just hadn't been doing a lot of sport actually for a while I, I this was when I was 24 or 25 so out of university and um at high school I was in the like Scottish uh like athletics team so mm. I was a 100 meter sprinter yeah, you look like a sprinter. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was a 100 meter <laughs> sprinter, and that took up so much of my time when I was a teenager. Um, and, but it's, it's pretty difficult, like quite hard on the body and um, always pulling muscles and mm. that kind of thing. So, when I went to university, I just stopped all sport and just had a good time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> As you do at university, yeah. I imagine. Started a company, blah, blah, blah. And then, uh, but yeah, so when I got kind of out of that, and then back to and then in New York it just felt like a good time to start something again and cycling yeah I don't know I say it was just odd cycling just sort of it just made sense to me yeah mm. yeah so, it's yeah. cool though that you were at university and you s so how old were you when you started your first business uh about 18 yeah what did what was it is it uh, yeah, on clothing. E oh, clothing yeah yeah clothing e-commerce clothing so this is this is before like d2c was a thing mm. um so we basically yeah we made like very scandinavian style clothing um and yeah it just kind of it grew with it grew with university like people, I, I ended up employing people at university for it mm. um and people were pretty excited to get involved with it they all wanted to kind of be part of it somehow yeah. um which was which was cool um and then i had a very good friend in like the fashion industry um who was also interested in it and he helped me out a lot mm. um he's uh he was born in china but moved to london when he was about 18 so he was always like five five years ahead of me in life. Right. But I mean, we're talking like super successful, way mm. more successful than I am. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, yeah, and then he moved to New York. And, and at, at that point, uh, there was, we talked about 
uh, me maybe selling some of it to him and, and that's what happened and then I moved to New York with that so. oh nice yeah yeah and then that's obviously New York is where you started cycling yeah, exactly yeah, What's yeah. The, so you started I guess that's why you're a road cyclist because uh, you started cycling in the city yeah exactly so I mean I think I think uh, New York's one of these places where you can do a lot of stuff kind of in the city there's like I say the Central Park um, there's a place called Nyack which is up uh, I see Brian nodding his head on that one he knows Nyack yeah so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so Nyack's a great, a great place to head out to um, that was like baptism by fire for me because I would basically turned up to train with this team my bike was shit um, I didn't even have uh, clips on the shoes and they would literally look down and were like oh you oh shoes cool um, <laughs> but and it started like really like torrential rain um, oh, no. but somehow I still look back and I actually don't know how a I kept up with them and b I didn't fall off and, like crash that bike so badly mm. um, but somehow I didn't like adrenaline or something I don't know and then uh, well, just naturally healthy and well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean the tires were shot to pieces and stuff so I, I say I really just don't know there was just so much about I think about that bike and my physical <laughs> ability at that point just think I just don't understand but it happened yeah it's the power <laughs> of the group I guess yeah exactly I think yeah. that's it yeah I mean that's what's great about cycling is sure you you're at the front of the group and that's when you're doing the most work but then you're always rotating and then you can just slip in behind people and you actually don't do much work uh, to maintain a pretty high speed, which is pretty cool. So. Like, like birds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I mean, it is that is that like nice, yeah, formation and like aerodynamics and stuff. I think that's again like one of these maybe not understood things about. It's a, it's a sport with all these sort of different factors. You got physics and aerodynamics and mm. teamwork and all this stuff. It's very cool. How much of a, I guess the technical side goes into like your preparation for rides these days or if you're just doing them for leisure you do yeah. them for are you like competing or yeah I mean yes yeah, so I'm, I'm with a team here in Hong Kong yeah. um, and I think one of the biggest uh, innovations or like technical pieces I guess that's come in recently is uh, like indoor cycling so mm. like you basically have a, a trainer uh, we call it a trainer so it's like set up in your house and uh, you the back wheel hits that so it's like a, a thing that a drum that you kind of cycle against resistance okay. but the best part is it it links up to we often use this thing called Zwift which is like a um, think of it like a video game for mm -hmm. cycling but you basically as you're cycling this little guy on the screen is is going forwards mm. um, and you can race people online you can oh, fun. Um, if you can go up like if you go up a hill the thing makes it more difficult for you to go up the hill but what, it, what it's done is made training very focused so mm. I think every cyclist that uses it now realizes like an hour of Zwift is almost like three hours of outdoor cycling because outdoor you're like you know you're having to find bits to do something difficult or you're freewheeling a lot like down a hill which mm. is technically you're not doing anything right yeah whereas Zwift is like you're cycling full stop uh, full like full on for one hour or two hours but it's just so concentrated and I think that's it's definitely made a lot of amateur cyclists a bit like myself like go from being pure amateurs to being actually much closer to like not not exactly professional, but at the same time, we're way closer to that mark than we, I think we could have ever been just with outdoor cycling. So, right. Yeah, which That's is pretty, pretty cool. It sounds yeah. like something that you could do like VR stuff with. Mm. Is it? Yeah, it totally is. They're, they're definitely, I've seen them at like trade shows, yeah. like trying it out with VR. I mean, I think the, the problem at the moment is just the, the weight of the headset. And like right. you're trying to get in the zone cycling and this massive headset. Just like knock it yeah. around. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, probably not great. Yeah. Um, but it, I think there's definitely scope for that. That would be pretty, pretty cool. Um, and yeah, the Zwift has got this, you know, they've got like licenses now. They have like, you know, London 
as a place to cycle. They've got New York as a place to cycle. Oh, cool. Um, they kind of jazz it up with some virtual stuff as well, like New York in Central Park. You um, can like go above the park in this virtual kind of flyover area. So, so they're, they're kind like of like ET kind of thing yeah, exactly. over the park. Exactly. <laughs> so they, they they get the concept that like it needs to be realistic in the sense that you can draft and you know that the actual what's a draft sorry oh drafting is sorry that's when you're behind someone and getting their getting the, ah. their dynamic so they've actually built that into the the service oh wow that's really cool yeah so you kind of like you, so you, you actually have sensations. to kind of yeah exactly you have to like cycle on zwift as you would try to in real life as well wow um, but then they brought in all these fun stuff as well because they know that just being on a bike uh in indoors uh, for hours on end is so boring. Yeah. So, so you, you need to like just power ups and all this kind of stuff. So oh, nice. yeah, I mean, I, I I always talk really almost evangelically about this kind of thing because in Norway it was just it was the only way I could get on the bike like whenever I wanted, mm. and it was just made such a huge difference to training there. Oh, so yeah. you could just take it anywhere with you as well. It's like quite portable. Uh, so the the, the trainer itself. I, w I wouldn't say it's actually that portable. It weighs about 20 kilos. Uh, so I, I basically just sold the one in Norway and bought a new one here. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, uh, for the same price, which is kind of cool. So Yay. it's basically like shipping it for free. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so it's not, not super portable, but it's 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 becoming way more affordable. Um, mm. You know, these trainers used to be about 5,000 Hong Kong and now they're down to at least two and a half thousand. Oh, so awesome. yeah, so they're starting to becoming way more accessible. There'll um, be a newer one, which will be even exactly. more expensive. There's always, yeah, yeah, there's always different types. And yeah, I mean, cyclists are the most techie geek people ever that's the part i sometimes have to just tune out sometimes yeah. <laughs> just going for a ride and then we're suddenly talking about chain sizes and cassettes and this and that and yeah you have to kind of like i'm like i just want to focus on the cycling yeah <laughs> <laughs> do you yeah. do you keep track of anything else like um like your heart rate or anything like yep yeah so we we most of us uh, ride what well, we all ride with heart rate monitors mm -hmm. um, and then the sort of the other piece of tech that's kind of come in that's very much been influenced by the professional side of cycling uh, is power meter so that's basically um, something that can tell you how many watts that you are producing um, oh, cool. so the reason that's important for cycling is because speed is not really a good indicator like if I'm going up a hill mm. it's not how fast miles per hour you want to know how much power you, you're generating much, how, yeah exactly how much power i'm generating and that's a, that can either be cadence or it can be um what's the what's the other, cadence or, or just like brute power i guess like cadence is when you're doing a lot of um, rotations on the pedals mm. um versus just like really putting power through but at much lower cadence um so if you okay. think of like a hard gear and an easy gear yeah but in the easy gear you need to be you're doing more doing lots of yeah yeah like yeah you like sort of uh think of like looney tunes right now with the, yeah. the legs spinning around <laughs> um and then the yeah on a on a, on a uh, lower gear um you're like really sort of putting the power through mm. um so so a, a watt meter basically uh allows you to see what you're producing which mm. is which makes training a lot easier as well um so yeah when you're like going up a hill you don't want to you need to always pace yourself, you know, if I'm going up the peak, for example, like, you know, my time is, at, yeah, my time is at sort of the 15 minute mark right now, which is pretty decent. One five yeah. to get yeah. up there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So yeah, I mean the, the, the best time in Hong Kong right now is about 13 minutes. Um, oh, two uh, minutes to go, man. I know, I yeah. know. But then I, you know, I started when I came to Hong Kong, I started at about 20 minutes. So this is like, oh, so nice. to, to like knock down. Yeah. Sort of, you can see. So that was five see. years ago, was it? Yeah. Yeah. How, um, what was your bike like when you first moved here? So so what happened is I sold the one the the really bad one from New York and then bought uh bought a new one 
Sorry, just gonna awkwardly oh, yeah, push go this it, yeah. towards you. Um, <laughs> yeah, bought a new one here in Hong Kong, um, which was which was pretty nice. Uh, I then uh, took it to Norway, and after 24 hours, it got stolen. Oh um, no! Yeah, so, someone broke through three doors. Um, Oh, and want, uh, to, to steal this bike. And I don't think it was worth breaking through three doors, in, in my opinion. Just wanted a bit of cycle, um, man. But yeah, luckily insurance uh, then bought me a nice new one um, in Norway. Uh, and that's the bike I've still got today, which is, yeah, you know, most of us ride carbon bikes. Uh, if we're feeling flush, we buy carbon wheels, uh, which I did, at, <laughs> I did at one point. Um, and then the rest of it is really just about adding a lot of, I say there's a lot of technical kit now, like having a, what we call a head unit. It's like a computer that, sits on the handlebars but hmm. tells us all the data so i can look at my heart rate straight up oh cool i always um, thought they yeah. were like uh sat navs for some reason they, they do also have that yeah oh. but a lot of it is actually um yeah it's the heart rate and like with power meter you can get the power uh data sent straight to that like oh, nice. on the fly um and then there's strava which is an app that all cyclists use uh which basically divides up if you think of like every road every every bit of road has now been divided up into these segments and so when you're out, you can kind of race against yourself because you can be like, okay, how long did I take on this segment mm. versus last time? Mm. Um, but it's gone one step further that, that, that Strava can like plug straight into the, the computer on the front. So as you're going up the peak, for example, it's saying, hey, the last time you did this, it was 15 minutes. And then you can be literally looking at the screen being like, how far off this time am I right oh, now? Oh, wow. It's like um, when you play yeah. video games and you can see like the shadow of exactly, yourself. Exactly, that is exactly. You're like, I must beat that my shadow. Exactly yeah, it appeals way. <laughs> I, I still love uh, like driving video games. So yeah, it appeals yeah. so much <laughs> yeah. to that. Like that's that in real life. Yeah. For sure. Oh, that's so yeah. cool. It's just, this just, yeah. There's, it. Sometimes you sort of think you just want to go for a ride and forget about all the timings and stuff. At the same time, it's quite addictive just to, to go out and see what you can do versus last week, last you know even yesterday like what's the difference mm. um so yeah it can be quite sometimes it can kind of knock your confidence a bit you go out and you you do the same climb and you're like a minute off and you're like hmm, what like what's different today what was the point no. yeah <laughs> and then you get back out again after like you can take a break off the bike for two weeks three weeks and then you get back on and you actually end up doing way better you know? i find this with um quite a few things actually mm. uh, i think one of the less physical things that i find that this happens is withdrawing um, oh. <laughs> uh, is with drawing um, just because like I used to draw a lot and then I thought that I was getting really terrible at it and then I drew again and it was good but it's yeah. the same thing with physical things like exactly. uh, yeah. like fighting as well boxing for me yeah like yeah because so. you, yeah, you're big into MMA right so yeah into yeah. I would yeah. say big into at the moment yeah. but yeah. somewhere yeah no it's, and it's, it's like I just think any any kind of these sort of physical physical sports that like they really push your brain your mind as well yeah you know? so it, this is it. i mean especially as a sprinter i remember it was just such a it was a mental thing mm -hmm. um i can definitely that the 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 story that always gets like told around my uh, family dinner table these days is um the time that i basically it was like a pretty important race and i was doing 200 meters and 100 meters mm -hmm. And the, I went out the night before, of course, and I got very drunk because I was 17 and I didn't know any better. <laughs> I slept in my parents' garden uh, nice. because I didn't want to bug them to let me in the house that morning. <gasps> they bundled me into the car. I did the 200 meters. I didn't do very well. I crawled up in the fetal position, got on the grass <laughs> and was like, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> my sister comes over and she's like, you're going to do this 100 meters. Like, I did not, I did not come to watch you today to crawl up <laughs> in a ball and, and be here. So 
yeah, I picked myself on. I was like, right, this is going to happen. And I ended up winning the 100 meters. So it's just, you know, it's one of these things where mental state just has so much influence. You know, like one minute I'm just thinking I can't do any more. And then the next minute someone says, no, you're going to do more. You're going <laughs> to do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it's, it's the same with cycling, you know, going out with, with friends. Some of, them, some of them are very happy not to push each other. Like mm. we're, we're happy to just kind of be like, hey, it's a social ride. Just cruising. Yeah. Um, but I had a friend, unfortunately, he's, he's left Hong Kong now, but he was an incredible cyclist. And every time I went out with him, there was always, we were breaking our own records because it's just, just that kind of mental, which is mm. like, come on. Yeah. You know, like just one one more push kind of thing and yeah. like that's that's what it is it's, it's all i think it's all mental yeah to, to 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 get over these lines that you don't think you can cross yeah. are you have you sort of set your mind on beating this record up the peak oh definitely yeah no i i i there's actually there's actually a peak race every year it's a little bit unofficial but it's um i think this year it's maybe december sometime so i think that's that's the goal this year is to do the peak race uh, and see sort of where I can position in that. There's definitely some incredibly strong riders in Hong Kong. I think for any city, the level of effectively amateur riding here is so high. Mm. Um, but that's good in a way. You've got these amazing people to compete against. Um, I yeah, think as yeah. well in Hong Kong, just it being a city, I'm sure in the States is quite similar as well. I've, yeah. never, I've never been, but um, you get sort of these personality types exactly. that yeah. are just so driven. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's, it's quite interesting because um, I also spend quite a lot of time in like the Scottish Highlands. Um, and of course, there's not many people mm. cycling up there um, like on a daily basis. But mm. I went up there and, and did a lot of cycling and just I was in the, the top three p- times on all stretches of road. And you just, oh, think, wow. you just think, yeah, that's what happens when you live somewhere like Hong Kong. Like every day you're competing against some like competing. I say that I mean like against yourself on Strava that kind of thing yeah um, so that's uh, yeah it's pretty interesting then see what happens when you go back to places that yeah it's a, a bit more sleepy maybe or, or even Edinburgh you know the city that I'm from mm. um, again I can get into the top 10 of a lot of uh, I say we call them segments mm. top 10 segments there quite easily basically mm. because again the level of rider there is just just happens to be different I you think know? the yeah. lifestyle as well I imagine yeah. I, yeah. I don't know I haven't lived over there but mm. I imagine just like the UK, as a it's a different pace. I mean, London is one thing. Right. I, I don't. Ha- I don't know how anyone lives or cycles in London. At no. All. Neither do I. Yeah. I've always uh, hated London. If I'm being honest, I have to. <laughs> I. Yeah. All my all my friends I'm just know me. <laughs> whenever I whenever I come to London, they're like, "Oh, Gregor's back." Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> what are you gonna What are you gonna moan about today, Gregor? About yeah. London. So it's oh just, God. It's just I've never appealed to me, unfortunately. Yeah, I I, yeah. I get it though. Yeah. Um, I actually felt like such a terrible tourist when I was there last. I mean, I'm, I'm half English, but I just didn't expect to have such a terrible time <laughs> trying to get into London. Oh, yeah, I, it, it's well. a shame. I mean, there's, there's you know, a, a few days there can be can be great. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, in general, I just have so many gripes about how the city is run and the expense and, the, and exactly how, the how, how far apart things are. And yeah. So. Yeah, I'm exactly the same. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. aside from yeah, that, sorry. I just no no, don't be. But um, aside from that, I just. Um, I just think the pace of life uh, generally is yeah. slower. So I don't yeah. think people are as like, like over here it's like fit it in, yeah. crush it, do the, do the best of your ability yeah. and then go yeah. do something else just like that. Totally. I mean, and, and that's it. I mean, I think, um, yeah, like doing cycling more competitively here can feel sort of quite nerve wracking actually. Like even just going on training rides. Uh, I was on one a couple of weeks ago. We we're out over on new territories out to the airport. Oh, cool. um, and basically 
a bunch of the teams kind of all informally said they were just going to train together. What does that mean? It was basically you're kind of racing each other. Um, and yeah, it's incredibly intense. And it's just, you know, there's not a lot of room for error. If you, you're cycling, you know, no more than two centimeters away, wheel to wheel with the next guy. Oh, wow. So if, if, if anything happens, then there's going to be a lot of problems. Yeah, um, so you have to have a lot of confidence that who you're cycling with, and you, you don't know these people. You just mm. think, well, I'm taking a look at you and thinking, yeah, your level seems good enough but you might even adjust your distance from someone mm. you haven't seen them before and you're like eh, yeah like if you if you suddenly pull the brakes on for whatever reason then it's me that has the problem not you as much so have you yeah. been it's the same thing in the gym actually yeah. you kind of like do i want to spar with that exactly like, lunatic or yeah, do right. i want to spar with someone that knows what they're doing yeah exactly yeah, yeah i mean that's the funny thing with with sports is you are you're competing uh or training but they have to have a lot of mutual trust with people that you're doing it with yeah and you have to sometimes make a judgment call and say nah, yeah not not today yeah <laughs> sorry yeah. dude yeah have you yeah. been in many like uh like accidents or luckily not cyclists? no i mean i must say i'm i think my my weakness in cycling is descending um and i, th I think i just have such a high feeling of mortality uh so to go faster yeah well just <laughs> i just know like i th think in going going down i just think do i need to be going like faster than the next guy what am i proving by going by doing that and i might end up in the wall somewhere yeah um versus going up a hill like if I, you can't really crash going up a hill it's pretty pretty difficult you have to be doing something pretty stupid to crash going up a hill so yeah. <laughs> so that's where i focus my energy yeah um and it's yeah and the, the thing with climbing it's, it's sort of this um I'm trying to think it's, it's not sort of linear depend in terms of you know if you're if you're a good cyclist on the flats and uh you then start going uphill the that's where the uh, skill levels kind of have a huge difference mm. I think you know um, basically based on the power to weight you know so I the weight of my body versus the power I can output the power might be roughly the same as someone else it's just that I'm 10 kilos lighter than them so suddenly going up a hill I'm just taking off and it's just because I'm much lighter basically so yeah, nice yeah hey. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah so I, that's the problem I actually struggle to to essentially keep weight on that's the problem with cycling um oh, yeah it's so a lot of cardio you're doing in like yeah yeah you're basically doing like two to three thousand calories a ride Oof. um yeah that's so crazy. so what are yeah. the kind of things that you eat or do to make sure that you're not like yeah so i mean i definitely wasn't good enough to to begin with at like refueling um i would just probably go and hit mcdonald's and like eat like three burgers um every time a good time yeah i mean i, I literally i was just doing calorie to cost ratios and i was just like i just need three thousand calories as cheaply as possible basically um that was my that was the way i looked at it to begin with um but i'm trying to get a bit smarter about it you know like three thousand calories from mcdonald's is probably not the best type. not the best no, kind I mean, of calories you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so as 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 things have progressed you know i've gone okay after a ride i need to be like feeling properly with you know nuts and uh yeah so like have a, like a really sort of good shake afterwards mm. um i try and i do actually try and stay away from like protein stuff mm. um so like uh actually when i was in new york um i had like a bit of a health scare mm. and it was you know they, f they found some like lumps and stuff and, oh, no. and they kept saying they thought it was to do with they they thought it was to do with like protein shakes and this kind of thing because at that time i was doing a bit of gym work and mm. that kind of thing and ever since then, I just have been a bit kind of like, oh, do I trust this stuff? And what does it do? So, I, you know, ever since then, which is actually, I think, longer ago than most people were thinking about sort of 
whatever you want to call it, clean eating or whatever you want to call it. Mm. Um, so yeah, I try and stick to as, as sort of natural a shake or something as possible. But I think, I think it's really working. I mean, I think I've definitely seen since that was like, so the start of this year, I was really focusing a lot more on, right, don't drop weight so quickly. Mm. <laughs> um, manage it a yeah, little bit Yeah, manage more. it properly, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's, I've definitely seen, A, I'm, I don't think I'm dropping weight, even though I meet people in the street, like, you've lost so much weight. I'm like, really? Since <laughs> I saw you two weeks ago, I don't think it's that bad. <laughs> but I, I, I definitely see uh, performance increases a lot as well, because at the end of the day, your muscles need, need refueling right oh so, yeah you know yeah so definitely based on what you eat as well like yeah absolutely sport. yeah, yeah. Um, so i just i just wasn't smart enough about it and i don't have a huge appetite so that's the problem i'm not coming home and after cycling and thinking oh i really need lots of food i'm, I'm hungry now yeah <laughs> i just think you know uh you know so i need i need something that's very easy to to digest and a lot of cyclists have this problem that you need fuel on the go but it needs to be just it literally needs to be fuel that can just go in and just keep going a bit like runners as well you know it needs to be very liquid based and so do yeah. you have like do you also do gels and things yeah. like this then yeah so <laughs> that, that's another kind of yeah it's another thing that i've kind of realized i needed to do um was you know going on rides and thinking that just having water bottles with uh uh the you electrolytes know, like, exactly electrolytes like i thought that was enough but no no way so now i, I now i go with you know two to three gels at least um and just yeah it keeps definitely keeps me going how yeah. long are your rides i mean you're obviously the one up to the peak is for time so it's not that long no no um, i mean yeah that that, that one as a full ride would be about an hour but that's quite short i mean an average weekend ride will be about three hours um so yeah so it's a, it, it ends up being like three yeah three hours actually on the bike so you'll maybe be out for four hours mm. four or five hours um that's you know that's about 50 miles 70k i guess um yeah. i'm one of the odd cyclists who doesn't work in kilometers i've i've stuck to the british uh miles, miles whereas all the other cyclists are k's because it's you know tour de france is all in k's and k's per hour so yeah, but I my computer me. is firmly in miles <laughs> <laughs> ain't nobody gonna change me no yeah, <laughs> yeah i have no idea yeah. what the mile to kilometer thing is yeah um, i'm a kilometer person oh okay right yeah there. so yeah i would say i would like an average ride at the weekend is like 75k um that's insane um, but i mean that even you know the the races are like back-to-back -back days of 100k rides so you, you like 100k 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 oh wow um and tour de france is that's why it's so insane it's you know it's 26 days of 100 and no more than that 200k rides back to back for 26 days i mean it's just insane <laughs> what's yeah. the longest distance that you've cycled or race that you've competed in and uh that's a good question probably i don't know probably about 150k which isn't actually that long um i'm i'm really not a, like a distance person like i can genuinely admit after about 150k on the bike i'm bored i'm like i've done my thing like i just want to get out like when i'm cycling i think it comes from this the sprinting piece i really want to go fast you know and especially on a bike you can sprint as well you know so that's kind of when someone gets on the drops of the handlebars they kind of get off the seat and they just go for it mm. um so i'm i'm usually the one also doing that i quite enjoy a sprint from time to time because it just you just kind of get all your energy out in one blast um versus people who really enjoy just cycling Ooh. endlessly and that's cool the um journey. yeah i just kind of have <laughs> a pretty hard limit where i'm just like yep i'm done today this is, this is, the, this is yeah this is i've enjoyed it but i'm done yeah so yeah have you ever been in a place where like you're not finished with your distance but mentally you're done oh yeah for sure yeah so and then you have to like get out of that 
that bad place what's, yeah <laughs> what's that process like for you or what what does that feel like for you when you're yeah. there i think yeah i mean it, it it's often because i'll be training with the guys that are uh better than me and that's and that's the whole point um but yeah for them it's just like no we've got another like 30 k's to go and i'm just like wow my brain needs to really like readjust to this kind of paradigm um and yeah i think you just have to find you just have to find what, whatever it is to to to, to get you there i mean you can kind of again in cycling it's quite useful you can draft so it means if you're having a tough time you can just you can basically just be we call it sucking wheels it just means like you're literally just <laughs> always the, always the one in the back yeah and as people are rotating sure they're they're coming off the front and they're they're coming to the back and then you at the back sort of keep drawing back like no 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 no, no you go in front of me no, 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 no. yeah um and that's and you know it's it's understood that if someone's just having a tough time you just sure all right you're not gonna you're not gonna cycle to the front uh and pull at any time because you're just gonna not have a nice time so that's again where the team comes in like if you've got a good team around you as long as you're not doing that every week as mm. long as it's you know yes you have days when you're good and days when you're not so good and definitely have that and you, you start to get a sense of your teammates and who's good at what and who you can just rely on to be like all right they never have a bad day it's just mm. they can just do it and the other ones that you just think yeah okay like we're probably about equal but we're not we're not quite on par today kind of thing mm. so yeah it's a pretty you've got to kind of feel it out as well you've got to like date like day-to-day training you've got to really look around and be like mm, who's looking you know who, who's 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 looking <laughs> can you keep up with me can who, i keep yeah, up with you well, exactly, yeah, <laughs> yeah you're kind of like are they are they not fast today because they're choosing not to be fast or are they just are they, what you know so you start conversation with them and that's the other thing about cycling is you talk a lot yeah i was just gonna yeah, yeah. Do you, so where, while you're cycling are you like you know what's, what's what was for you, breakfast this morning you're literally having these long like deep conversations oh, and, nice. I, and i think that's the again the thing about cycling that like I used to come come back and my girlfriend was like how was it I was like yeah we had so many great conversations she's like hang on you you talked I'm like yeah we talked for like hours and hours and hours oh. so it's like it's this weird thing where you're if, especially if you ride like one on one with someone you're basically just having a long conversation yeah for five hours on cycling while so, moving your legs yeah yeah and I've, I've noticed actually there's some people that are way better at conversing while they're cycling um, I think it's the yeah. like the the endorphins exactly. and things like this yeah. as well because i'll notice like in the gym someone will come in and be like mm. yeah and then if you just find the, what they like yeah suddenly they're like oh yeah but yeah but no, no, no. exactly just exactly like, oh, okay, yeah good, you're alive now no i met this i met this amazing guy in i uh, spent six months in like berkeley california and mm. so i had the bike there with me and this amazing riding around there like the like the what's it called uh bear Bear Peak or something? Grizzly Peak. There we go. Uh, Grizzly Peak. And then there's like this big valley you can go to. But I met this guy in the office and he was so awkward. Like super, super awkward. Um, but someone said he cycled. And I was like, okay. So I was like, hey, man, uh, do you want to cycle this weekend? And very like avoiding eye contact and everything. But we get out there and then he's just like, there he goes. That's his That's his place, his Aww. social place. And yeah. Um, so it's so interesting to watch these people open up. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm probably the opposite. I'm probably more social now and then i get on the bike and i'm just like no i need to i need some must beat my guy it's pretty much yeah i think that's that's what happens yeah in miles yeah i need to sort of loosen up sometimes on the bike (laughs) just super intense eh yeah i think that's how it goes yeah um yeah and then so with your like remote companies Mm -hmm. how much time then are you spending on your bike versus 
you still have a, you still have a normal job yeah absolutely okay. yeah yeah so i mean i think i think that yeah that's maybe one of the first possible misconceptions about like remote work and especially is uh yeah i'm i'm so i'm co i guess i'm co-ceo co co-owner of this company so the other uh owner is in london um and we started it when i was in new york and he was london so we've always been remote that's that's just been our thing um but yeah we've, we are pretty strict about people's working time and hours and i think that's when i say that it's not like you must be at the desk from nine till five but we do expect you know roughly eight hours of work or whatever it is you know per day um and like you know i obviously hold myself to that very much mm-hmm. um so yeah I'm, I'm i'm one of these people i like i like routine i'm such a routine based person so like i get into the office by like 8 30 read my news do my work and then like on either side of that will be the cycling so it's either night rides which are in, again in hong kong super cool um yeah i imagine the night rides would be pretty night awesome. rides are awesome yeah um or like in the city or out of the city uh mainly out i guess yeah mm. so you're basically you're 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 riding like yeah to roads that are less populated um again up the peak peak is a great night ride mm. um but you know this at the back the back trails like you just hear the crickets and all the nature around it's pretty pretty mm. special uh or in the morning like you know most cyclists in hong kong if you're going out you go out 5 36 a.m it's gonna be early yeah yeah so so it's very conducive to having a pretty normal work schedule um most of the guys and girls that ride here they all have very uh, normal jobs like because you know hong kong is such a sort of normal job driven place finance banking uh, bank law all this kind of stuff yeah. so a lot of the people have pretty strict like they can't you know go riding in the a- middle of the afternoon or, or that kind of thing so, yeah, so it's, it's not like a yeah. all right two o'clock ride here we no go. exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean in, in norway I was, it feels like a luxury when i get up on a saturday and i can like lie in bed and then think oh maybe i'll go riding at 1 p.m today yeah <laughs> in hong kong like if you're not out by eight you're done like you can't that's you've missed the boat yeah so what yeah. about um because the roads here are quite narrow yep um they're super windy mm-hmm. and there's loads of cars yes and buses yes and trucks yes how do you navigate that yeah how does that work <laughs> yeah you have to just part of it is kind of bl- blanking out you know you hear these big trucks like whooshing up behind you and you just get used to, to that you just think well it's not happened yet something's not like knocked me off yet so i'll just keep going I'm on not that dead yet. yeah i'm not dead yet okay. um <laughs> i mean there's one thing that someone so i had a friend in london uh who uh uh he was doing on the city bikes um and he was caught drunk cycling mm. and he was told to go to a cycling safety course and they taught him uh, it was either that or a fine right so he does the, he does the course so um but the, the thing he told me from that course i still remember is they teach people you know if you're in tall and down put the bike in the middle of the road like don't don't come into the side and let the car go past because that's when they squeeze you and you'll get knocked off so mm. if you've got any doubts about the road move to the center until you can safely get out of the way so that's what i do i just sit in the middle and they beat their horn and go yep well i'm gonna be here until i'm up this hill so <laughs> enjoy, enjoy it enjoy yeah. the slow ride <laughs> No wonder, yeah. duh, no wonder drivers don't like you guys. No, but actually my best, my best time up the peak was with a bus behind me chasing me and beeping the horn. So uh, I think, it, you know, there's some, something to be said for that. Yeah, I was like, no, you're not getting past and I'm just going to beat my time. So, and yeah. I guess it really sort yeah. of forces you up that hill a little bit when you've oh, got sure. a double-decker bus. That was, bus a, that was a night ride with a double-decker bus beeping and like right up behind me and i was like that's when i beat my time i was like 
yeah okay I get it. <laughs> <laughs> thanks public transport yeah absolutely yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so i gave him a little wave at the end yeah he had no idea he was obviously. just like was, this yeah. asshole pretty much yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like thanks man yeah but that, that's it i mean there is yeah there's a bit of kind of back and forth between i have I've had friends that, you know, they get annoyed at the drivers as well. So there's always a bit of aggro. Um, I would say, honestly, drivers in Hong Kong are pretty respectable, uh, respectful of, yes, they don't understand cycling, but in general, uh, I would say like taxis, shout out to taxis and buses. And it's the, honestly, it's the guys uh, with their tuned up cars that go down to Sheko. Mm. They're the ones that, um, if you're listening, you guys need to <laughs> get your shit together. Yeah, they're super unsafe. Um, they squeeze us all the time. Mm. Um, and then we go talk to them at the end. We, we get down to Sheko and we say, hey, what was, like, what's the point in that? And they, they just, yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, sorry. You know. But it, it, they're, they're just there to drive their cars, right? And they, yeah. they just don't care about anything in their way. So It's kind of the yeah. same, like, uh, you just had to ride your bike. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I guess there's a certain level of understanding yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, just that, you know, we can't really kill people uh, yeah. if, if, if we do something wrong, but they certainly can. Um, I yeah, yeah. so my dad has actually gotten into cycling. Oh, awesome. oh he went yeah. through a phase. I don't know whether he does it anymore. I yeah. think he's now just got a stationary bike in like one of the rooms at home. Mm. But when he he lives in Ho Chi Minh, uh, and I went to go visit him, and he's like, you know, let's go out for a cycle and trying to lose weight. So I was like, okay, I'll come with you. Yeah. And uh, like almost any time that we stopped, he would just be like, this for this fucking guy looking uh, trying to cut me off yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think that's it like when you start cycling you you, you get annoyed by everything like yeah <laughs> you're going up the hill and it's like oh he did this and he did that and uh, and then eventually you just sort of you just learn to kind of ignore it i mean you kind of have to just because otherwise you just every ride you're not gonna just have a fun like time a nightmare, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's also why getting out really early is great like there's way less cars public holidays in hong kong the best days yeah, um, it's quiet. Yeah, the and and honestly, just with the current situation in Hong Kong, with way less tourists, the number of buses that are not on the roads right now is, I must say, it's really nice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, going up the peak, you know, there's just not coach after coach after coach of tourists. It's really, uh, yeah, it's made a huge difference actually. Um, so, whilst obviously I, I hope that tourism increases again in Hong Kong, I'm just taking advantage just of enjoy it just enjoying like the slightly this. quieter environment right now um yeah. and just yeah it's pretty it's pretty nice yeah because it's really easy for hong kong to feel crowded very easy yeah no matter so, where you are yeah yeah exactly uh, that's it so um yeah i have um seen some videos of, obviously not of you but i've seen videos of like uh cyclists sort of like kicking people or people getting out of cars being like has anything like this uh, well, you? it's usually, I mean, it's usually a bit of both. It's like, driver does something, I might then swear at the driver, and then the driver decides he's going to take it into his own hands. So that's, but I've actually. Runs you over. I've, 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 <laughs> I mean, in, in, in Hong Kong, it's actually, people aren't very violent, right? So. Uh, Re- really? No, 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 no. Do we no. know the same Hong Kong here? Well, we're, we're compared to Scotland. Oh, so. okay, yeah. All right, this is true. This is true. This is true. Yeah, I mean, like, I've, I've had a couple of uh, cases where. Uh, drivers uh, yeah you know they've done something really idiotic I've obviously in the moment with full of adrenaline just been like oh, fuck you or whatever it is and they stop the car and then they get out and you're just like right what we're gonna, what's going to happen now but I mean usually usually they sort of 
you know they, they gesticulate or whatever and like excuse me will you move please yeah yeah <laughs> and i just kind of go around them and like obviously what do they want to do chase after me on foot i mean yeah so i mean the worst the worst that can happen obviously is the car comes and bumps you off um luckily i've not been in any situations like that That's and good. uh yeah i think you have to really unfortunately just get like a really a really bad person that does that or, do you, you secretly know. hope that you will get in a situation like this just so you can justify being like actually i mean uh, yeah this, this sometimes <laughs> in your head you kind of go through the motions of like yeah. if that person is <laughs> this is what i would have said to them yeah. yeah and i definitely i say this uh a friend of mine that isn't here anymore he he did like often kind of go there like he would yeah kind of take it to the driver and just, and just be like what are we doing you yeah know, with you know glasses on and like helmet on and yeah and he was very tall so he's very overbearing clip, and, clop, clip, yeah clop, oh exactly clip, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a bit of a yeah paradox isn't it <laughs> <I like> it. <laughs> oh it's fun yeah, yeah I like me it. and my cleats yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you so you've yeah. upgraded now to oh cleats. yeah yeah no i mean it's, it's almost one of the first things you have to if you're gonna get at all serious you need to be attached to the bike basically you yeah. know you can't have your feet slipping but it's the fact that you can then use use so many different muscles while you're cycling so mm. you know you can be pushing you can be pulling um yeah you just end up using the whole of your leg muscles mm. as opposed to kind of bits and bobs of it yeah so which is that's really cool yeah yeah i imagine like the first few times that you get cleats your legs are sore in like places that you didn't even exactly. know your legs yeah. could be sore and yeah and it's, it's always it's just the the hilarious uh any t- like anyone who's first getting used to cleats like exactly forgetting to forgetting to clip clip out when yeah. you stop and i <laughs> that was like again one of my best moments in new york i was I'd, I'd just gone out on my first clip ride and just rolled up to a traffic light and there was like a Starbucks right there. And if you just imagine the bike rolling up, hovering for like a second and then just falling <laughs> over with me on the bike and people at Starbucks just like, did that just happen? Did someone just like roll up to the traffic light and just plant on the floor? <laughs> Were yes. you with a crew? No, I wasn't. Yourself? No, that was, that was just me. Loser. Me being me. Yeah. <laughs> no. uh, yeah. So I've, I feel like I've come pretty far since those days. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, I think you're probably, yeah. I, rec- I imagine that would happen quite yeah. a lot. It's yeah. like a rite it, of passage for you guys almost. Yeah. It's <laughs> a very, yeah, it is a sport that is like so many kind of convent, it can be quite, um, People have always said that cycling is quite difficult to get into, especially road cycling. It's very cliquey and there's just all these little conventions and yeah, like the, the clippy shoes and all this stuff. Like who's teaching you this stuff? Mm-hmm. You have to watch videos and it's not like tennis where you can just like rock up to a court with a with a racket and just kind of start playing and, and there's not, cycling just seems to have all this kind of stuff around it like, oh, the, the Lycra and the, mm. the technology and Did like- Did you know that yeah. this fabric has all these things in it that I, helps you exactly. go faster? Exactly, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, the, and people taking the piss of the Lycra and- <laughs> <laughs> Guilty, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like, this is just all these things that kind of associated where you have to kind of learn or, or break down some barriers a bit. And, uh, but yeah, I think, I think that's what makes it quite sort of sticky as a sport. Once you get into it, you really kind of feel part of something and mm. it's quite difficult to shake and you know the fact that you can travel so far with it and you know every you know i have friends in hong kong that always say oh i wish i just could get a car and just drive out the city for a bit and i'm thinking that's what cycling is to me get mm. out the city regularly um up to nature and like you know in two hours i've done like a whole tour of the island which most, that's pe- cool. most people never do yeah ever you know unless you're cycling so it's it's yeah it's just an incredible sport and like when i was mentioning about being in berkeley again so many places I wouldn't have seen unless I'd 
been cycling seen it that uh, way yeah. on your bike yeah, yeah that's exactly. really cool yeah have you like yeah. traveled many places uh to, for races or rides or i mean so i i mean i used to be like uh you know quote unquote on the road a lot um so the bike would just come with me everywhere so like there was you know times that i'd be uh basically be new york hong kong europe uk like just month after month after month and so the bike just came with me everywhere on the plane nice um and yeah it's just a way to kind of keep up some kind of sense of normality i think across like a constant Constant, wherever you go yeah exactly i mean the the races there are some hong kong races there's also races in like uh chiang mai Mm. just happened i wasn't actually there um and then there's uh taiwan king of the mountain Mm. um just coming up which is like a pretty insane race um Mm. i've had to look at it mentally and just say uh to do with things like work right now i'm just not quite in that mental space to be doing taiwan king of the mountain but taiwan would be awesome yes it's it's uh, a cycling mecca yeah asia yeah just in really clear roads great weather um it's a very cycling friendly place in Mm -hmm. general um so yeah it's definitely on the on the i've got a friend that lives there actually from from high school and he he lives there because of the cycling he lives Mm -hmm. there to do 100Ks before work every morning, wow. uh, which is uh, like insane. Um, so yeah, like he, he very much prioritizes cycling over work and I totally respect that. Um, unfortunately, I can't do that, but you know, it's, uh, that's again, where I think- I mean, where you yeah. could. Yeah, I could. <laughs> I think, I think it's, it's definitely a lot of, a lot of uh, amateur cyclists dream is kind of they move out of the space of uh, work uh, and, and it, cycling becomes their thing, but they kind of try and build stuff around it. I've got a friend in Oslo um, shout out to Hans if he's listening. Um, and he's done this amazing thing in Oslo called Oslo. I love that his name is Hans. Yeah, like yeah, a yeah. more Norwegian name. Yeah. Okay, well, he's cool. he's actually Danish, but oh, um, yeah. But it's this, but no, he's uh, he's it's just the same. I see. Very Scandinavian. <laughs> um, so uh, he would kill me if I, if I let him be Norwegian on this. Uh, Sorry. We, we have we have yeah, many. Could he and I bonded over our our. Uh, uh, th- the Norwegian people and their ways of doing things. And okay. he's, like, he's like, well, I'm Danish. Yeah, so I know they, are, yeah. they, they think the chicken is amazing. They think the strawberries are amazing. Yeah. Also, it's so fucking boring. <laughs> nice accent. Yeah, That's great. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So he's done this amazing thing in Oslo, Oslo Dawn Patrol, which is to get Norwegians and others out of bed at 5 a.m. and go cycling. Um, so, yeah, it's it's pretty cool to see. And, you know, he's a lawyer by day, but, you know, he definitely wants to focus more of his time into cycling and how he can kind of make that into his, into like a business, essentially, and that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we've definitely seen that a lot with, with people that maybe have otherwise got very, like, normal jobs. And then with me, it's definitely a sort of a balance because I'm very passionate about my company. Um, so that's already a passion right there. And mm. then I cycling becomes like the other half of that. Mm. Um, yeah. Sort of keeps you balanced. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Do you ever find it like, uh, I mean, if you're doing it before work, you're obviously not gonna, you're, you're putting yourself in a certain state of mind before you start the day. Do you find right. like some of your cycles being quite like meditative versus like intense? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think I'm trying to get better at, at making them meditative. I think, yeah, it, it, sometimes it can feel always competitive, always, you know, you're, you're like rolling out in the morning and like you don't really eat much breakfast before you go out. You just kind of like get up, get into your gear, off you go. Um, I think I'm finding it easier sometimes just to plug in some music. I know technically safety wise, it's not amazing, but um, just plug in some music in like one year, just to, be, to begin with. Say, yeah, just do one yeah, year. One year and like kind of get yourself rolling on that. I found that actually, I did that last weekend and found that really, really good. Um, it just kind of gets you 
gets you more in the mood. And I think also I'm, I need I I need to focus on pacing because basically I'll I'll get out the door and the first thing I want to do is like shoot up a hill somewhere. And mm. actually that's a really bad way to start. <laughs> I need to kind of get out and like pace it a bit and mm. then like pick my moments when I want to go hard at something, a hill or a sprint or something. So it's definitely what I'm learning, I think, a lot. So to try and give myself those moments, especially in the in the early stage of a ride, to be a bit more contemplative and just kind of like roll into it and then mm-hmm. and then on the on the flip side as well like you've done all the intense bits and you can, can kind of like wind down again mm-hmm. um i mean hong kong just it's really cool because you go you go out and you you know you do more up the peak down sheko all these kind of like more country roads and then you come back down you come back in and like where i live essentially mm-hmm. come in through soho and you just remember again oh wow yeah i live here this is yeah. pretty cool <laughs> um and like that's really nice as well just to kind of roll back through soho People are still walking home from the night before, um, <laughs> which is always fun yeah. to, to watch. Um, so yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's, um, it's it's got both. I say I need to I need to focus a little bit more on trying to maybe enjoy more parts of it that I could, I guess. Yeah. What? Are, so you're trying music. Is there anything else that you're trying to like slow yourself down? <laughs> um in cycling or in life or uh, i guess either yeah um i mean the company has been i mean so i've been running this company for like seven years um and yeah definitely learning with a company how having to slow down a bit with the company i think um you know in the early days just me and michael and now we've got quite a few employees so Mm. yeah sort of having to learn how to how to balance that and Mm. and you know actually take time off and like you know in the early days I was working weekends now I mean quite from quite a while ago I've not been working weekends so that's that's nice um but even so it just it's hard it's hard to switch off Mm. especially in Hong Kong Asia time zone there's always stuff coming in like most of our clients are in the US Mm. but at the same time just have to actually remember that sure I'll pick it up in the morning I'm I'm not there's no need for me to be responding to stuff on slack at 10 p.m at night and that kind of thing so it's it's really putting in that separation um, quite a bit of discipline it sounds like you really need it yeah mm. yeah i mean if yeah i know i'm having a bad day if i find myself on slack at 10 p.m and like <laughs> rattling off messages to people that's not good like it needs to um they probably also know oh greg is tired and he's just he should just go to bed for god's sake yeah <laughs> <laughs> do you ever like um oh god i just yeah. started talking and i lost the question um do you oh yeah do you ever find oh my god what was my question oh god sorry that's all right <laughs> any question um, yeah. it was something about about the work yeah it was something yeah. about work and cycling obviously we were talking about those yeah. things yeah <laughs> this is so terrible how do they interact <laughs> um know. well i don't know if there's anything that you could take from cycling and apply yeah. to life I yeah think maybe I, i'm not sure if that was my question that okay. i was thinking about but we'll go with it yeah i i, I think no i think that's actually a really good question um because <laughs> i think more people would uh, perhaps have a better work life if they sort of get more involved with competitive sport. Mm. Um, and I, I notice it with people that um, either, whether it's employees or just people I know, and I just think, you know, the ones that were never involved with competitive sport from any time in their life or and clearly don't have an interest in it now, mm. um, they're the ones I think that... They, 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 can't push themselves sometimes you know mm. like yes there's a there's a you need to get over this line on something whether it's work or you know mm. and it's actually it again it's the mental state thing mm. and and with cycling there's so many times when you're just like no way i cannot i cannot go f- more my body is 
dying, but mm. then somehow it happens and, you, and it goes over. And you definitely, I definitely have found that to be really helpful with the business as well. Like mm. just sometimes you wake up in the morning, and it's like, oh wow, I've got all these things that need dealt with. Mm. How on earth, like where do I even start? But you just like, just yeah, having that same kind of mindset. Like I think of it as, I think of it competitively. And when things, if ever things are not going so well, mm. especially like if it's to do with like signing a new client, this kind of thing, mm. I just think, no, we're gonna do this. Like like this is i need to win this mm. like we need to win this like mm. this is that's how i think about it yeah that's pretty cool actually yeah. and also when i think about like i think about jujitsu for example cool. and um like for me that was quite a big influence in discipline in my life and the way that i handled adversity um, and then on top of that there was also the geeky stuff like how many geese have you got like where is your gi from which is like the uniform oh right okay cool um, and it's like oh i got this gi i got a black gi and i got a blue gi and i got a white gi yeah um but even sort of like having a little uniform like your lycra yeah. your butt pads or whatever it is oh, that yeah. you want to <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is that you got but they're amazing by the way yeah, yeah. <laughs> they look pretty good i guess um <laughs> uh, on a separate note one yeah. of my friends is doing a drag show this weekend oh, and cool. he yeah. tried on his costume and yeah. he was going butt pad or no butt pad all the way I so we say. went with yeah. butt pad yeah, yeah. nice <laughs> yeah. 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 so um best invention yeah. ever yeah, yeah it looks pretty comfy <laughs> um but yeah no so everything like from like your uniform yeah. your gear yeah, it's, it's all it's just very like system it's a, it's a ritual right like yes. it's a ritual that you kind of put, feel like you're putting on your I think it was it was an interview with Tom Ford, um, the you know the designer, um, and like I I really look up to him. I think he's incredible. And like there was some interview with him where, you know, he just said, oh you know putting on his his suit in the morning. I think that's like his armor. Like mm. you know that's how he kind of gets himself put together. Mm. Um, and I definitely I I have the same like both cycling and and like life. I think, you know if you can't go to work in like your pajamas, you can't you're not going to feel great about that right so like every wow. every day <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> yeah i mean I, I think it's just something i noticed with, with myself was like even though no one's asking me to put on a shirt today i put on a shirt today because it's just like it's just something that kind of gets you in that zone and like mm. you put on that i see it feels like armor to me mm. just something to kind of like get you there and like cycling has a lot of that yeah mm. you sort of yeah it's it, you, you really feel strapped in yeah <laughs> no 100 percent um yeah you know the the shorts i'm not sure if uh anyone who maybe doesn't cycle maybe doesn't appreciate that the shorts they're called bib shorts uh but bib shorts they're called bib shorts i thought, I thought you yeah. said baby shorts all right well i mean okay. <laughs> you saw, if you, if the design of them i mean is uh but yeah bib shorts is like so you've got the shorts but you have uh basically straps that come over the top of your uh shoulders as strong well. look it is a very strong it is definitely a bit sort of german porno uh yeah. if, if, you, if you don't really know what's going on um so uh yeah but it's, i, I uh, yeah. like to think you're topless as well with this like awesome exactly uh, before like you put that top on you are yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah nice yeah so yeah you feel very kind of like in a thing and then you've and then there's also what are called skin suits which is basically what it sounds like it's just like a one a onesie um cool. but yeah so again you kind of zip yourself into that because i do uh velodrome cycling as well so what's velodrome cycling so that's um so it's it's like an indoor track um with, ah. with the banked banked sides um so hong kong has an amazing velodrome uh very like world-class velodrome they oh. make it very difficult to get licensed on it but once you're licensed on it it's a world-class facility that you can use for very little money um, thanks to Hong Kong government. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so velodrome cycling is also pretty interesting just because it's such a different discipline again. Um, that's just about power and there's no wind resistance. 
Um, you've got the 45 degree angles banking. I think that's um, the cool part as well. It is the cool part. Like once you get enough speed yeah. and you know you're going that fast. Yeah, it's pretty You're insane. like, woo. Yeah. And you get to wear really cool stuff. Like you can wear a helmet with like big visor and swishy stuff. Yeah. And, is it yeah. one of those long, like bullet shaped helmets? Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah, with okay. the big, big visor and stuff. I think I yeah. get it now, you know? Yeah, no, okay. exactly. So, <laughs> so again, there's like that sort of whole other discipline to what is kind of like road cycling but it's very concentrated i say like the, those bikes you know they're, they're essentially what you might think of a fixie like a single speed mm. so no brakes one gear um and so to slow down you don't you don't stop you you roll down like mm. there's no way to stop so you have to go through these safety courses to make sure that you don't in any way knock someone try to yeah. stop it's, it's a bit like being on a highway uh, there's like l- there's lanes on the velodrome and you know you need to understand how to flip between the lanes um mm. at great speed um unfortunately there was a really bad case last year uh was it last year i think yeah of the german female uh champ or th- she was german but she was a world champion and she's now paralyzed because somebody crashed into her on a velodrome my goodness yeah so it's it there is some real danger if you don't know what you're doing if you flip lanes at the wrong time so it's i totally understand why these safety licenses are needed i would say i wish hong kong government made it a bit easier to get them mm. um but but you uh, got it in the end i got it in the end yeah, yeah. I, I made some calls and yeah give <laughs> <laughs> um, me my bike license now yeah. uh, no we, we it was actually um there was a, a company here that does sort of educative courses and they sort of linked mm. up with a velodrome and and did a really good job of putting on a one-day course and then i've linked them up with rafa uh, since then and okay. they got a bunch of Rafa guys uh, certified on that as well which is really cool so yeah so how what kind of speeds or what kind of how, how fast do you go yeah uh, I mean aver- average is probably about 50 kilometers an hour on the Ooh. velodrome whoa um, yeah. that's so crazy yeah it can be it can be really c- pretty fast um, yeah, how long I mean, does yeah. it take you to how long does it take you to build up to that speed so yeah, if, um, I think this, especially the sprinting discipline is really interesting. Like if you watch any, if you, I don't know, after there's like Google, just like velodrome sprinting, they're basically going around the top of the velodrome um, for quite a few laps. Mm-hmm. So if you think of like, yeah, there's like almost like the bottom and the top. Mm. Um, they're going through that top piece a lot. And then they sort of start to warm up, warm up. And then when they want to really go for it, they'll essentially drop down from the top mm. through to the bottom track. So if you think about the fact that the middle uh, the middle of the velodrome is the shortest distance right mm. so that's so when people wonder why why are they doing their super high speed laps right as close to the bottom as possible it's because it's the shortest distance mm. but to, to make that happen um, you want to actually use the velodromes uh, use it like a ramp you know so you're up at the mm. top and then to, to give you that momentum you come down from the top and use the momentum of that slope and then hit the track in the middle running uh, i say running cycling yeah um so yeah i mean it, c- it can take a good kind of like three to five minutes to 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 be in the right place to, to be doing that um, right. and and then yeah then you've got sort of what 250 meters is the is the normal sort of distance so it's pretty short it's <laughs> still pretty hectic though yeah exactly. how many yeah. people are going around at once when you when you're over there or is it not that busy so, uh so hong kong specifically isn't super busy mm. um i think again it's just uh getting the license is difficult and then you sort of you know people schedules having to like interact but you know on a good night there'll be maybe 10 to 15 people out on the oh out on the gee. track yeah that's, that's so quite a lot of people for a small space exactly yeah for fast Fa- exactly fast yeah going so so that's <laughs> it i mean you'll, t- you'll tend to have you know quite a few kind of almost groups um at different paces like again you're drafting each other because that still works mm-hmm. um 
but you know to overtake you want to be going up to the like the top of the velodrome that kind of thing so okay which can be quite nerve-wracking you're sort of if you're down at the bottom you've got people overtaking you on the top it's a bit like just looking up a cliff face and oh there's people cycling on that cliff face yeah above, <laughs> above you are they gonna fall yeah exactly me? you always just think no physics uh, does it really still work i don't know yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it does i mean it's, it takes a lot actually for someone to fall down that I've, I've watched kids doing their licenses and you just think oh wow no they're gonna come down oh wow they stayed on uh, <laughs> yeah like the front wheel is shaking and they're going really not very fast and you just think there's no way physics can handle this but it does so yeah so it's actually a lot harder to to fall off than I think people realize. Yeah. Have you had any falls apart from your like uh, decleat fail? I'm I'm touching fake wood here. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I have not had any major apart from as a kid, uh-huh. I'm a, I, you know, a kid cyclist, mountain biking, whatever. But no, as a as a more involved cyclist, I've been I think very lucky. Mm. Um, I definitely don't look forward to whenever that first crash might be. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and keep keep <laughs> keep keep, keep the winning keep, streak up. That yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, racing is when it usually happens. Um, and so yeah, it's it's just trying to. That, that's when I think most of anyone I've I know has crashed. It's normally been racing or it's wet. Um, mm. You know, wet wet conditions always just make everything more difficult. Braking takes way longer if you don't have disc brakes. Um, Imagine if you're yeah. in Nor in Nor Norway. Yeah. Um, be quite icy. Yeah, I, I tend not to go out if it, if it's icy mm. or snowy. Yeah, that's that was when did a lot of the indoor mm. trainer kind of cycling. Uh, I mean, even even in Hong Kong, we have a term greasy. We just say like to each other, we're like, oh, the roads are greasy today. Shall we not go out? Um, mm. Because it's not you know it's not uh, raining, but the the roads might have a really th- sort of thick layer of moisture from the humidity, that kind of thing. Mm. And yeah, it can just be it's as it's as almost as bad as ice. You know, if you go over like a, a manhole cover. Uh, metal you can just oh wipe gosh out straight yeah away. yeah so you've got to be super careful and I, I did have a friend who came to hong kong to um to i he was here for for work and he said hey can you take me out cycling i said yep no problem uh like you know he sort of convinced me that he was a good cyclist i was like okay cool um and within 30 minutes he was crashed and in the hospital um, oh. and uh part of that was actually that in hong kong the the trash trucks are pretty bad at like leaving stuff on the ground mm. and he had just taken a corner it was a bit it was a bit you know humid anyway it had left a bit of a snail trail of rubbish on the road Delightful. and he just that awful sound like i'm going down i just hear this massive crunch behind me and i'm like i really hope no that was him <laughs> oh no what did he break something or he just had a big gash in his arm uh so yeah we we luckily we were about 10 minute walk from rutanji hospital so oh, um, i was able to take him there um oh because you'd be coming down from like stubs or whatever yeah exactly kennedy road yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. so yeah so that was so actually the fact that you crashed so early great yeah. <laughs> You're still still in the city could Thanks. take you straight to the hospital <laughs> yeah convenient um, crash yeah so but it just shows like i you know Obviously, I've got to take a bit of responsibility for that. I should have been more careful to warn him about, you know, this kind of thing. He's not from Hong Kong. Um, yeah, you know, you've got to be... I now remember, if, I, if I'm taking someone out cycling, they don't know the roads. It's kind of actually on you to, to tell of any more unusual things and that's probably one of them you know yeah, so. just give him a heads up yeah yeah <laughs> by the way the trash truck yeah, yeah <laughs> it's a way if you see like entrails of chickens everywhere yeah <laughs> avoid yes <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah don't don't run over the chicken bones yeah exactly yeah it, would. it must be as well like quite gross do you do you um ride in the summer yeah i mean yeah summer is pretty 
disgusting to 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 write in um yeah i mean you just you you get pretty pretty wet pretty quickly because you're just mm. soaked from humidity and um, also all yeah. the cars and buses like if you're going yeah. down to Sheko or something exactly. for example yeah. you're just stuck uh. yeah i mean if you if you get out early enough still humidity often can be like a bit better um but yeah i mean a lot of the guys and girls here they 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 get out the city for the summer especially on the cycling basis like mm. you see on strava the app you know wherever they've been cycling especially june july uh people are usually europe or australia nice, that kind of stuff yeah a little cooler yeah, yeah have you done yeah. your cycle today i've not actually no but <gasps> tomorrow is a, is a bigger one with the with the team so yeah i was uh yeah, I was admittedly out socializing last night. Um, and that's, you know, that's another, time, so. <laughs> another part of cycling where, you know, I think, especially in Hong Kong, you've got to kind of balance that. It's a very mm. social city. Um, but, you know, I think I've made a lot of friends where actually we bonded over the idea that, you know, no, it's okay to go out for a beer tonight. Mm. Like, even though we're cycling tomorrow, like, we don't need to be all strict. And I had yeah, this conversation yeah. in my head exactly, but about this podcast. I was like, right. it's okay to be out having wine before you gotta wake up and talk to people tomorrow. Right. I mean, I was very glad this was an 11 a.m. <laughs> podcast and not a 9 a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. but I had this conversation exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to you have <laughs> definitely, I mean, there are many, many times though, I'll, I'll obviously be like, sorry, people, I've got to go, like, I've got to be in bed by 11 to wake up at six and go cycling and not feel terrible. Yeah. Um, but I like that. It's nice to, you know, at the end of the day, life can't just be about sort of letting go every single weekend, every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whatever. Um, so it's, yeah, it's a nice thing to have that kind of key reason why not to go overboard. Um, and, and yeah, you know, I think there was a time that I was a bit too strict on that. And my, so my friends were like, Gregor, you're so not fun anymore. Boring. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but like there was me going to bed at like 10 on a Friday and they're like, really? Can you not just stay up for like a <laughs> beer? Come on. So I've, I've, I've learned again how to balance that better. I, I'm usually as maybe this podcast is uh given like i'm i go kind of quite hard into something mm. figure it out and then have to then figure out how to balance it usually so polarize to equalize yeah. as they say right okay i didn't know that but that's oh. that's that, i guess that's me um yeah, yeah like, i think it's i think it's going on. yeah so like with work yeah with making a business i went full on and then had to really understand how to how to still Paper have a life down. in that and then same with cycling and and yeah as we've talked about like i need to pace it going up a hill that kind of thing you know my brain just wants to go for it but yeah. it to remember, okay if you do that then you're going to really suffer later on so you need to you need to pace it yeah, yeah take your time probably all comes back from the sprinting like sprinting was just about get on the blocks get it done get it done in uh well back then it was between nine and ten seconds and then Oof. yeah and then done so uh yeah speaking of done Oh, are we? Yeah. Oh, wow. That went quick. Right. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah the hour just, I mean, hours yeah. aren't actually that long. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. thank you so much. This has been super enjoyable. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. thank you. Thanks yeah. for making the time. I know, like, you've got your systems. Yeah. So thanks for putting <laughs> yeah. us in there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Where can we, like, you know, you know, what's your business website or you yeah. know, where oh. can we find you? Uh, or Cool. Yeah. So, well, the business is called Pixel Cabin. So it's pixelcabin.io. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we haven't talked about it much. We build e-commerce platforms. So get in touch if that sounds interesting. Uh, Strava, if you mean, if you Google Gregor Vans, you'll find my Strava. You'll find my Instagram as well. I'm pretty active on Instagram. I um, just like to kind of keep people showing where I am and, and try and sort of show Hong Kong for what it is. So, uh, yeah, please do follow along. Nice, yeah. follow along, follow along. Yeah. All right, that's it, bye. Cool, thanks. <laughs> thanks, thanks guys for listening. Um, thanks Gregor Vand for chatting with us for the hour. And of course, thank you to be frank 
Um, come down for a drink, have some of their jaffles. If you don't know what a jaffle is, it's even more of a reason for you to get here because it's got cheese in it and it's actually really good. So, um, yeah. Thanks, guys. Bye. Yeah, cool. Yay, we did it. That was good. That was